Greetings to all of you at JCC on this Pentecost Sunday. And I apologize that they have to be virtual greetings today, but as you've probably already heard, uh, we have COVID-19 kind of bouncing around our house. And so to be on, a, on the safe side, we decided we would worship from home this morning. But I did want to say a few things today because it is a significant Sunday in the life of the church, not just for our church, but for the church worldwide, for the church throughout history, because it is Pentecost Sunday. And this Sunday really marks the birth of the church in many ways. As we heard in the call to worship this morning from Acts 2, Pentecost is, is the day that God poured out his spirit on people assembled in Jerusalem from all sorts of nations and cultures and language backgrounds. And he brought them together into one new people. And so this is a, an incredibly powerful Sunday for us to think about what it means to be a church, what it means to belong to the church family. Now, in this particular year, I've been planning for some time to celebrate Pentecost in a slightly different way. Rather than just looking at Acts 2 and those familiar passages, I actually want to take us back into the Old Testament to look at the book of Ruth. And we're going to look at the book of Ruth both today, but also throughout the summer in an extended fashion. Now, again, it might be unusual to us, but actually many of our Jewish brothers and sisters uh, in their synagogues and places of worship today and this week are reading through the book of Ruth in order to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, or as the feast is called in Hebrew, the Feast of Shavuot. In, in the scriptures, we go back and we see that, that the Feast of Pentecost, or Shavuot, was commanded for the, the people of Israel to keep, in part to bring their harvest, their barley harvest, at the end of the spring, the first part of the summer, into the temple, uh, to the tabernacle, and to give thanks to God for it. So one of the reasons the book of Ruth is read at this time is because it takes place in Bethlehem at the time of the barley harvest. But I think in a, in a deeper and more significant way, there are a number of themes in this story that connect forward and anticipate what we see happening in the book of Acts at Pentecost. Because I think both stories tell us about how God creates a family, how God creates a people for himself. And that the basis for that family is not about family history or bloodlines, but it's about the unfailing love of God, his unwavering invitation for, for all people to, to come in and to know his goodness and his love and his power to save and redeem. So this morning we have prepared a, a reading of the book of Ruth. So in place of a usual sermon, you're going to hear the entire book, all four chapters, read continuously as one coherent story. And I've asked a few different members of the church to help give voice to some of the main characters in that story today. You are also going to be called upon as the congregation to help give voice to the people of Bethlehem at a few different points in this story. So be ready for those invitations and your, your part, your lines will appear on the screen up here at the front of the church. Finally, as we listen to this book, the story of Ruth, I have one question I'd love for you to think about. And after the story's finished, um, Pastor Pete is gonna give you a few minutes in your pews to, to talk about this question briefly. And that question is simply this. In this story, what do we see being communicated about what it means to be part of God's family? How does God create a people for himself? And as you think about that in this story, 
what might that mean for how we do church, how we exist as a family here at JCC in a place like Jericho? All right, I hope you enjoy the story and sorry not to be there in person, but look forward to seeing you all soon. At this time, um, I'd like to invite up our readers. Uh, we have um, Chris, who is going to be reading the, um, the part of Boaz. And uh, Bethany is going to be reading the part of Ruth. And Debbie is going to be reading the part of Naomi. And then Brian will also be uh, the, uh, the, the kinsman redeemer at the, at the gate. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Mahlon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Mahlon and Kilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness if you, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait for them to grow up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. 
When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, this is the women of the congregation on the screen here. Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. Congregation, the Lord bless you. Boaz asked the overseer of, the harvest, of his harvesters, Who does the, that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, She is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field, and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting, and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother in your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord and the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread and dip it into the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stocks for, for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up, and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned the field, in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought, brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. 
Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. The, the name of the man I worked with today is Boaz. The Lord bless him. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. He even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley wheat and harvests were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, with whose women you've worked, is a relative of ours. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? I am your servant, Ruth. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guarding redeemer of our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the young, younger men, wealthier men, or whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people in my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another who is more closely related than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty, duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, no one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. Bring me the shawl you were wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added, He gave me these six measures of barley saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took ten of the elders of the town and said, Sit here. And they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, 
Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belongs to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it. On the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with the property. Then I cannot redeem it, because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, Buy it yourself. And he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are a witness that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilian, and Milan. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Milan's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today, you are witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, woman of the congregation, Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amminadab. Aminadab, the father of Nashon, Nashon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, Boaz, the father of Obed, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> 